Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is right across from me. He opposes me in all the common sense things that I always try to promulgate on the show. But you ever had one? Like not turning on my microphone? Is that your way of it's getting up to revenge? It's my discretion, buddy. you got to <laughs> wait. On the other side of the glass is Rob Center. And let's see. Today is May 25th, 2022. Uh, after the shooting in Texas, we thought it would be a... Uh, an opportunity to talk to Scott McFarlane, who is a CBS correspondent who covers the U.S. Congress and uh, is uh, monitoring all that's all the words that are starting to fly now as it relates to shooting and gun safety and the prospect of getting gun legislation through. It's hard to get any common sense legislation through of any kind, so uh, therefore uh, I'm, I'm not too hopeful. Well, but common sense is in short supply in Washington we'll these days. We'll talk about that. Scott, thank Thank you so much for being available this morning. Good morning. Morning, Scott. You guys are spot on. Mark and Joe, they can't even get unanimous votes on naming of post offices and on honoring police <laughs> with gold medals. This is gun control legislation. It is the ultimate of gridlock. Well, you, we talked to you uh, about 10 days ago. We talked about the fact that we were basically in gridlock minus, you know, maybe some exceptional bill that could go through that just seems to really garner bipartisan support. Is there any sort of a bipartisan, uh, Senator Toomey coined the phrase, a common sense gun law that would make us safer? That would, I think, be in relatively short supply as well there. There was some momentum during Senator Toomey's first term, you'll recall after Sandy Hook, they called the bill here in Washington the Manchin-Toomey bill, which would have addressed background checks. And there was some momentum, but there not only were a shortage of Republican votes, there were actually some Democrats who defected on that bill as well, and it expired. It evaporated. There was some discussion from Senator Manchin about resurfacing that after the Buffalo tragedy on May 14th, uh, but it didn't pick up any... Tr- Still there? Yes, just that. Well, this morning uh, I bounced back and forth among the three uh, cable networks for my morning news, and on MSNBC, Joe Scarborough was blaming this on Republicans. It seems to me that, you know, you <laughs> you have uh, when when there's a, a white shooter, it's white supremacists. When you have an Hispanic shooter, it's the guns. You know, how much is the media responsible for this lack of ability to get something done, or isn't it at all? I mean. I- if you choose to consume news in an echo chamber, you're going to be, have a very singular and solitary diet. <laughs> if you choose to consume only your news out of news sources that echo your own beliefs, that will not you know, provide a diversity of voices, you're going to suffer uh, in terms of your editorial dietary intake. I think the media needs to reflect and give voice to all sides of issues, especially an issue as divisive as gun control and, and gun rights. That being said, 
there's going to be some kickback today. I promise you, there'll be kickback against politicians who say today's not the day to talk about gun control or gun law. That bromide has been used after previous mass shootings, and it is, it is a point of sensitivity for those advocating for gun control who will argue today that this is the perfect day. This is the ideal day to discuss gun policy while the nation has its attention focused on it. Well, is it gun policy, or would it be something, for example, like red flag laws? Was there Would there be any chance to get those passed? It seems to me like they might do more, considering all these people seem to have manifestos or they have put things on social media that tend to give you some warning of what they're up to. I mean, are, are these the things that could pass? Oh, you're spot on. In fact, the most vocal proponent of gun control law right now is Senator Chris Murphy, who, when he was in the House, represented Sandy Hook, Newtown, Connecticut. And he said this morning that his first conversation today is about red flag laws with Senator Joe Manchin, that pivotal moderate Democrat, that they expect to have conversations with Republicans, including both Texas Republican senators. So it seems red flag laws where they're going to begin. Is there any impact from the president's remarks last evening? They were so impassioned, he was near tears. But is uh, the president doesn't have a ton of capital really anywhere that I detect at the moment. Do you think his words may have some impact? I don't know what gets the U.S. Senate to 60 votes on an issue that is so divisive at this moment in time. Um, I'm not sure if a president can say a thing in front of a camera that can move such an intransigent Senate on such a divisive issue. Um, but that you noted, the uniqueness of the president's speech may give it more power, more force than it otherwise would have had. Well, should we watch for some game changer, some pop-up element here, some big, uh, maybe some senator who changes his or her mind? Is, is that what we're going to look for then in the days ahead, something that's uh, completely different than, uh, than all the previous discussions that uh, were related to this kind of thing? Based on the Senate staff with whom we're speaking, the, the game changer would have to be somebody willing to remove the filibuster to make a majority rules vote win the day. And there have been two Democratic senators who've been unequivocal. They're not going to surrender the filibuster, even for issues involving gun rights. Kirsten Cinema of Arizona and Joe Manchin of West Virginia. We are staking out Joe Manchin right now. We're at the Capitol waiting to hear from him this morning. We'll see if he moved it all, but there's no expectation that he has. Well, the president last night said when, at the end of his speech, I guess, I guess he got a little political, he said, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? What is the gun lobby today? Is it just the NRA? Are there more than one group out there trying to stop any kind of legislation? And how much power do they actually have? The NRA is the face of the gun rights lobby, and they're actually having their yearly event, their conference, this week in Texas. <laughs> Um, but the NRA had such prominence, you'll recall, in the days after Sandy Hook in 2012, where Wayne LaPierre, the head of the NRA, came out and said, you know, what's, you need good guys with guns to stop the bad guys with guns. And we don't expect to hear Wayne LaPierre and the NRA make a statement today. Times have changed in 10 years. Well, I noticed this morning one of the one of the talking heads on TV was saying that what we really need to do is put an armed police officer or resource officer in every school in the country and that there ought to be money to do that. Do you think that's the kind of solution somebody might put forth in Congress that might get uh, 60 votes? That's been trending the other way. There have been major American school systems pulling the armed officers out of schools, um, including some of the larger school systems uh, here in the Washington, D.C. region. 
um, with the argument that you know the racial justice reckoning of 2020 uh, made it you know, more more proper to have police nearby or outside versus in the hallways. Um, that notwithstanding, um, Senator Murphy this morning of Connecticut said, "What good is it to put more armed police in schools if the shooter is going to wear body armor and be outgun the police with higher caliber automatic weapons?" Um, that's a public policy debate that will happen, but I expect that to happen on the local level, but in sure. our communities in Pennsylvania, not at the federal level. Well, Scott, short of confiscating all the firearms in the country that are capable of producing this kind of terrible result, what kind of solution would Congress even put on the table? I mean, can you think of anything that, that you've heard put forth that would have stopped this particular incident or any of the incidents that we've had? I think Congress... We'll have a conversation about background checks and red flag laws, as we mentioned earlier. That'll probably dominate the day today. We know there have been some efforts for the federal government to combat ghost guns, those handmade, homemade guns that have been used in an increasing number of crimes. There's federal oversight there. But when it comes to school security and school protection, that really is a local issue. In America, we keep control of our schools overwhelmingly with the local communities, the boroughs, the townships, the counties. And that's really where those decisions will be made. What else is happening in Washington on other fronts? Budget hearings, I imagine, are taking place, and uh, there's a, a wide range. you got uh, folks coming in from primaries. Uh, you know, the potential will be that you'll have some different faces in the Senate and in the House in the, in the years ahead. What else are you monitoring from your position as the CBS congressional correspondent? <laughs> We're all monitoring the, uh, the outcome of that Republican primary in the Commonwealth. We want to see who won that thing. But as timing would have it, the FBI director and the nominee to run the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms are both testifying before the Senate today. So that's um, interesting timing coming off of a mass shooting. Also, keep an eye on this. The Secret Service director testifies this week about his budget. He may get some questions about the problems some of his officers seem to keep running into when they go overseas with the president. You'll recall the report last week about an incident in Korea involving two off-duty Secret Service officers. If it turns out, uh, going back to the gun issue again, if it turns out that this young man, who apparently has an Hispanic name, turns out to be somebody who has uh, maybe less than stellar credentials as being for being in the United States, do you think that will change the administration's stance on the border? This is a community that is 60 miles from the U.S.-Mexico border, uh, a, a very Latina community, and one in which the victims, you know, come from a, a, a community that's 60 miles from the border. Um, we already have in Washington a rather visceral debate over border security, over border crossings with the Title 42 provision of the COVID uh, protections that was supposed to restrict movement on the border. That was supposed to expire Monday. It stays in place because of a federal judge's ruling. It's hard to see what would inflame further the political debate over border issues and border crossings. I always say, uh, jokingly, that uh, the vortex sucks out the brains of individuals who work in uh, Congress and Senate members who work in Washington or even in our Harrisburg lawmakers as well. But uh, do, do, do you not get a sense that uh, the public might agree with such a statement that this lack of progress, this this divide, this uh, that we're at such loggerheads that uh, you know faith is going to go even lower if that's feasible uh, for Congress? 
uh, Congress polls generally, collectively, very, very poorly. Uh, it's somewhere in the level of you know, head lice and diaper <laughs> rash. But people love their congressmen or congresswomen. You know, they, they like their representative. They just get frustrated with Congress. So as long as that dynamic remains, that's why incumbents win so much. That's why primaries rarely oust incumbents. And that's why most members of Congress are safe. They've, they've drawn themselves safe districts, you know, seeking out voters versus voters seeking them out. But there is still that, that old saying that, you know, hate the Congress, love my congressman. And that's, <laughs> that's still true. If you were um, to tell us what you may have gleaned from your fellow correspondents or among people you talk to in Washington, do they have any feeling of who is more electable between McCormick and Oz? I would love to know the answer to that question. I was hoping you all could give me some intel on that. Um, I, I will say this. Um, this. Pennsylvania does stand out as a state where Democrats are particularly bullish, and they are not bullish everywhere in this particular election cycle. But I think Democrats are quite confident in the nominees for both the U.S. Senate and for the governor's seat, and they see opportunities in the Republican opposition. They see an opportunity to win. I just don't hear that in Ohio. I don't hear that in Florida. So Pennsylvania, as it often does, stands alone. Well, there is an undercurrent in the state that considers uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman to be something of a flake. His espous- from, espousal of marijuana. From, and <laughs> his his um, attire is different. Um, right. It distinguishes him. <laughs> um, I don't think that's accidental. I, mean, I think that's a, that's a strategy that has helped him succeed in western Pennsylvania. Let's see what it does when you run statewide again. Um, Lieutenant governor's race is different than a Senate race, but he's distinguished himself. Right, and we'll we'll see him all over the state. Anything else you'd like to add? Maybe something important we didn't ask you before we let you go. Uh, Yours is my favorite part of Pennsylvania. My entire family is there. It is one of the most underrated, beautiful parts of America. Let oh me throw God. that out there unequivocally. And well, you're welcome to come here anytime after that kind of endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, next time you're up this way, we do a live telephone talk show every weekday, 30 to 10. You're welcome to join us. We come in the studio. Yeah, yep, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen. Love to have you. Take care, Scott. Thanks. Thank you so much. Appreciate that, Scott. Scott McFarland, a CBS News congressional correspondent, has been an investigative reporter and just keeps his finger on the on the pulse of all things going on in Washington and in Harrisburg, as he mentioned, when it comes to the U.S. Senate race that's there and and on the White House. So it's comprehensive. And unlike some of the correspondents, if you ask him to speculate based on what he knows, he's willing to speculate based on what he knows. So uh, we always appreciate that Scott McFarland from CBS News. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We open up the telephone numbers. We see uh, one or two emails already pending that relate to shooting. One says, Joe and I did a, I'm assuming that means we did a bad show, that third one down. Oh, really? But uh, <laughs> if it's possible, yeah, 1-800-795-9565. Rob Center is our fabulous producer on the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. 
You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark 1-800-795-9565. Joe's embarrassed, but he'll get over it. Uh, upper right-hand corner, I guess, Joe. we got you emails know, coming in. Well, we, we actually, uh, I, I thought it was great that Scott uh, was able to join us this morning, and, and he brings a wealth of knowledge on these issues to CBS and to this program. You know, and I, I really think that we've got to have a serious conversation about gun violence now. I mean, we should have had it a long time ago. There's got to be something. I don't think confiscating the guns is going to solve the problem. In other words, you could say, you put a ban on assault weapons today, how many are out there? Do we even know the extent of the problem? How many dangerous assault weapons, how many dangerous, if you want to call them that, high round count clips exist? Joe, but we're not going to do anything. Please, <laughs> let's move on. Oh, uh, come on. we got to do something. Well, you know, I don't know I, what we I, can do. Nobody would agree on anything. You can't possibly f- not look at the faces of those parents and imagine the tragedy of losing a child like mm-hmm. that for senseless violence. You know, and it, I agree with Stan, who calls the program so often. It's not the gun that did the deed. It's well, the person who did the deed. dangerous rifles. Right. Well, yeah, they are. I mean, if, if you – I said short of confiscating them – what do you do is how are you going to solve the problem? Is the problem there are too many of them out there? Is the problem that people who shouldn't be getting them legally are, are getting them legally and then doing bad things with them? Joe. Uh, what? We're not going to do anything, right? right. I know. Okay. okay. Just so you know. Well, All right. We should we'll do talk something. About it, we though. should do something, don't we'll you talk think? About it. Yes. We should read the emails that people sent us well, about uh, this. Well, you're a, you're a gun-toting, rootin'-tootin', pistol-packing Well, I'm papa. all for common-sense <laughs> changes in gun laws that would make us safer, stronger background checks and okay. red flag laws that, that red don't flag laws, remove right. anybody's uh, constitutional rights and uh, maybe some other changes. You know, What so, about the so, constitutional right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Well, I think people with a twisted mind take that away from folks all the time. All right, so does the constitutional right of those 19 young people in Texas to live trump your right to own a gun. Well, I think that's that, the debate we need to have. Well, they were victims of a criminal. You know, you can't outlaw cars because a criminal got drunk and drove it in the other lane you know you can't out it's the tool that's the that is is the weapon but it's the perpetrator it's the yielder right, of right. the weapon that's doing the more. harm right i couldn't so, agree with you more but if the uh, yeah, if the know. if what we allow him to have is the means to create that panic that that terrible outcome in texas mm-hmm. Isn't that at least part of the problem, the fact that there is the availability of these high-powered weapons uh, to people who have actually have maybe demonstrated antisocial tendencies or maybe who have demonstrated mental instability in one way or another? How are we, you say, without ta- trampling on their constitutional rights? Well, whose rights trump whose rights? 
right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, uh, upper right-hand corner, Joe. All right, this was a, an Hispanic shooter with transgender tendencies. His social media reflected that in photos. Trans is a form of mental illness unless learned through trends or faulty parenting. Limit access to schools with armed SROs at entry, exit. Reduce access points. Armed SROs have been scoffed at because it sounds so pathetic to need that. It is pathetic, but necessary. Again, guns are not the problem. Guns themselves. Okay. Another listener. Uh, go ahead and read this, uh, Dick says, already I heard a Texas official arm everyone on Tuesday. Hey, we, that's my cockamamie idea. I know. Arm Mandatory everyone. carry. On Tuesday, we had a young person. The shooter involved with trained ATFC rate Texas Rangers, Sheriff's Department officers in a gunfight. So we want custodians, the cooks, teachers, aides to be placed in such a situation. Worse yet, the good guys show up at the situation looking for the shooter, and we now have countless other adults holding a weapon. Tell me how that might end up. Sadly, there will be nothing done. I am a gun owner, Second Amendment rights proponent, but also a father, grandfather, and now great-grandfather. We should be better than this as a people in so many ways. Excuses will again rule the day when the dust settles. So I think Dick is kind of along your feeling that nothing will happen. Well, I I think he he is. I think he probably agrees with both of us. Nothing will happen, but something should happen. But, you know, you've got to come up with a consensus on these things. Uh, And it would help if the NRA and some of the other gun groups would actually, instead of saying, no, nothing, go take it out of my cold, dead hand, would say, what can we do and participate in the debate? I think it, it would help. Tom says, one of our good liberal listeners says, you don't have to manufacture clips, ammo, or sell bulletproof clothing to the general public. All right. 1-800-79. You really need bulletproof clothing. Uh, Well, you know, you never know. You you might want to protect yourself somehow, some way. You go places where there might be a hail of bullets coming at you? No, but you could wear it at your home to protect yourself there. Stan, you are on the mark. (laughs) First of all, rest assured, nothing will happen, so you don't have to worry about that, but you're welcome to participate in the debate. Go right ahead. Oh, no, they'll try. I, I don't know what they think they can do, considering there's, what, 20-some thousand-plus laws mm-hmm. on the book now that say criminals can't use a firearm to shoot anybody. They're, the laws are there. So what will they do? They will go after the law-abiding citizen and try and punish them by removing them their firearms from them. That's what they'll try. They probably won't succeed, but someday they might. And it will not solve nothing, as we know, because the criminals are criminals. They will continue to do what they do break the law. Plain and simple. Now, as far as body armor, did, did, was was a kid wearing body armor yesterday? Apparently he was. Okay. All right. So you want to penalize law-abiding citizens that may want to wear body armor. They could work in a dangerous area, and they feel that they need that, so you're going to penalize them. They could be a school teacher working in a school in a dangerous neighborhood in these, one of these major cities. You want to pre- Tom, do you want to prevent the people from like that from being able to purchase body armor to protect themselves. Is that what people like Tom are asking? Do you wear body armor? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't okay, feel well. I need it. But, it, but, if I, but if I felt I need it, because I don't work in a dangerous area, <clears throat> you know, but if I thought I did, then I probably would, because the stuff's out there. So what? It's, it's the same old thing. You always want to penalize the things that law-abiding citizens want to do. You know, they don't go out and shoot up the neighborhood. You know, considering there's 300-plus million guns in the country and billions of rounds of ammo, if the law-abiding citizens was their true problem, you'd know it. 
All right, but so we, we've got all these guns out there, and we've got all these people who have mental aberrations, if you will, or who are, are criminals and manage to get a hold of them. And so should we just accept the fact that occasionally is the price of your Second Amendment rights that we're going to have 19 young people killed in schools? Well, they're your rights, too, Joe. Exactly, Mark. But, no. I, but I'm willing to give some school, of my rights now, up. You, you were saying about the NRI not doing anything, or, or they have come up with, pro, they have programs. The NRA has programs to help schools and such, you know, uh, assess their security needs. Have you ever read their recommendations? Do about it. Have you read their recommendations, Stan? I have seen them. I don't know off the top of my head, but they recommend they're, hardening the schools. They're, okay? pretty, they're pretty draconian. I mean, it would look like the kids were in a prison. That's exactly what it would look like. <laughs> Most kids think they're in prison when they walk into school anyway. Well, but the school so, doesn't look you know, that you way. you got to look at it that way. The school doesn't look that way. I mean, are we supposed to give our children the feeling that going to school is safe for them? Or are we supposed to let them think they're going to have they're going to be assaulted and they need to be put in a uh, what bulletproof environment? Well, until, you know, oh, let's take the Buffalo shoot. I don't, we don't know enough about what happened down there in Texas yet to know how he got the gun what his mental state was. But we do know the guy in, in, in Buffalo, New York, was a whacked-out you know, moron that should have been in prison, or at least the mental institute, because last year he threatened to shoot up the school. That right there should have raised all kinds of flag in New York State, because they do have red flag laws, Joe. Right. And again, it didn't happen, because it was a failure of the system. I don't know what happened in Texas, whether there was a failure of the system down there with this guy. Time will tell, and we'll right. sort it all out. But it's always the same thing from, you know, the people on the left. Let's go after the guns. Let's penalize the law by saying, let's take their stuff <laughs> from them. When they have done nothing. That's the problem. I don't, want any, I don't want any kid to get shot, okay? Now, in Texas, evidently, certain school districts can decide whether or not they want to arm their teachers down oh, there. Oh, dear. We're out of time, Stan. So, the top of the yeah, hour. Hit I mean, it is what it is. Time will tell what happens, and we'll see what happens with the laws. Okay. Call us back, call back if you, need if more you time. have more to say. And, Cindy, you can either hold at, oh, through the top of the hour or call right back or, uh, well, call back during the next hour. So we'll put you on hold and you make that decision. Everybody you're listening to on the mark the day after 19 students and two adults were killed in Texas. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's across from me. Rob Center doing a fabulous job. We appreciate his help and hard work being our producer. We would invite you to contact us right now. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We do have some emails pending. One is exceedingly long, but is this a good email? that we can get to some of this? It looks like it. Okay, fabulous. So we'll try to get to it. Uh, on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Some brief news headlines, but call us immediately at 1-800-795-9565. Got one caller coming in, so we'll take more comers. AP reporting, former hedge fund CEO David McCormick went to the state Supreme Court yesterday in 11th hour bid to make sure that all votes are counted in the Pennsylvania Spring 
upcoming primary election, particularly for his Republican primary contest for U.S. Senate. His request to the state Supreme Court was that the justices order all counties to obey a brand-new federal appeals court decision to promptly count all mail-in ballots that lack a required handwritten date on the return envelope. As more and more mail-in ballots are counted, McCormick inches closer to Mehmet Oz in that race for Senate. So they are still making sure, he's still making sure that all votes get counted. In the wake of last or yesterday's mass shooting in Texas, a state lawmaker in Harrisburg is renewing calls for legislation that would combat gun violence. Senator Mandy Capaletti says the mass shooting at a Texas elementary school must be a wake-up call for more to be done to combat gun violence in Pennsylvania and nationwide. To stop this senseless loss of life because, yet again, this mass shooting was preventable. The loss of life for those little kids, the fear that so many of them are feeling and the trauma that that entire community is facing was preventable. Capaletti says there are bills in the legislature that can make a difference. I hope before this session ends that we can pass even one measure that would save lives in our communities from gun and firearms violence. Unfortunately, Capaletti says these bills continue to sit in committee. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Also in Harrisburg, a controversial state house bill that would ensure biological men cannot compete in women's sports has taken another step forward. The State Senate Educational Committee announced Tuesday it passed the Fairness in Women's Sports Act on a 7 to 4 vote. Uh, that now goes on to the State Senate. President Joe Biden addressing Tuesday's horrific shooting at Robb Elementary School in Evalde, Texas. The Texas Department of Public Safety says the death toll from the nation's latest mass shooting has climbed to 19 students and two adults. An 18-year-old gunman is also dead, believed to have been killed by law enforcement. The president spoke from the White House shortly after returning from Asia. What in God's name do you need a solvent for except to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. It's the shooting in Evalde is the deadliest shooting at a U.S. school in about 10 years. CBS has pulled the season finale from its drama series FBI after the shooting at the school. The episode previously scheduled to air yesterday featured a school shooting. Earlier in the day, of course, you know the shooting happened. The CBS not saying when, if ever, they'll air that episode. And Walmart did a bit of an oops or is just hoping for some free publicity, Walmart thought it would be a good idea to spell uh, to sell a special edition Juneteenth flavored ice cream to call attention to freedom from slavery. What flavor is Juneteenth? Uh, I don't know. Some Probably something with raspberries. They're usually out by mid-June <laughs> or so. Now the chain is apologizing to the black community for being insensitive and not consulting with the black community before trying to cash in on the new holiday. Juneteenth marks freedom from slavery for African Americans. <laughs> yeah, what flavor is Juneteenth. Well, the other thing is... Actually, I read a story. It's apparently uh, cheesecake and raspberries or something like that. Okay. Well, yeah, raspberries. Oh, no. Red velvet, red velvet and um, cheesecake. Okay. 
Well, and red velvet is cherry, right? Flavor? Uh, I Who guess knows? it's something okay. similar. Anyway, but where's this black community they forgot to call us? Uh, did they not call the uh, borough council in Blackville or something? Well, is they it? made the, did you see the ice cream containers themselves? They look African. They, you know, they have uh, African colors, typical African colors. Okay. That are associated with uh, native oh. Africa. All right. Well, Juneteenth ice cream failed miserably. Well, maybe we can come up with a whole line of Juneteenth products. But we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. You go right ahead. Thanks for calling back. Good morning, gentlemen. You know, when I hear the people say, we've got to do something, we've got to do something, I hearken back to my profession of being an emergency room nurse. And uh, people come there in a panic, and they want something. Do you think they just want us to do anything, any random thing that I can think of? Not science-based not uh, effective thing, but I did something. Would that be acceptable? I think not. I think when people want something done, they want something effective done. They may fail to use that word, but their expectation is that people will do something that's effective, intended to fix this problem, and will indeed fix this problem. So I look at the what, Mark, you characterize as common sense gun reform, like registering the guns or the gun owner. Well, how would that change this behavior? I think if they had stronger background checks is what they're talking about, universal background checks. So family, this is what Toomey talked about, and it's his phrase, not mine. The phrasing made reference to making all transfers of any handgun or long gun required, whether it's a family member or inheritance or when you buy, uh, you know, just a private sale. You know, I could sell you a rifle at your house tomorrow if I so chose, and uh, there was no registration required for that or no transfer, anything. So that's universal background checks. They feel as though some of the gun owners, if they had to have a, uh, a universal background check, that maybe that would have helped. Well, it's my understanding that this young man bought these guns legally. Yeah, I'm not saying there's a call for that today. I obviously wouldn't help. I mean, I don't, I don't know what would help. We there don't, you go. We don't know what. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm asking people to acknowledge, that making everyone register their guns or the sales of guns won't stop that person then who legitimately bought the gun, who perhaps had no documented psychiatric or violent history, was never arrested. They go, they buy the guns, and they do this. So making people register their weapons is not an effective way to stop this. It is not going to stop it. You may feel better. We may say, oh, thank goodness we did something, but we are not going to stop it. So what that would what would work. what would stop it? I I agree that schools should be uh, more close to general access. Or what do they call this hardening hardening the school? And when I was on the school board in Sealands Grove, I wanted the schools to have you had to have a pass buzz to get in, I called it. You had to, the doors were locked. The teachers carry a swipe card to get through. This cost money. We put things on every door. You could not prop the door open, and uh, you had to buzz to get in, and, and a human being had to look at you and assess why you were there before you could enter the building. That would be one thing that they should do in every school and lock the other doors. But they have and that it at Sealands Grove. They have that at Sealands Grove. Now, and has yeah. anybody gone in there and shot up our schools? No, thank God. No, right, right. 
And I'm not saying that because we did that, that has prevented this. But I'm saying that makes sense to me. That would be effective. If you get to the door and you can't get in or you're delayed in getting in so that they can call for help, then you have done something to reduce this happening. Now, I don't think it's practical to do it at grocery stores. But, you know, so that kind of vulnerability at a place like that, I don't have any answers for that. It's a public access place like malls and all these other places. You know, I'm all for red flag if, if it's an adjudicated, uh, by which I mean a judge has agreed that that person represents a danger, has behaved in a way that represents a danger, then I'm all for taking that guy. I'm all for that. Because you know what? That makes sense. The culprit or the risk person is being controlled rather than trying to control the whole world. Okay, but isn't the availability, the ready availability of guns that are far exceed what you would need for hunting, <laughs> isn't that a problem? Joe, I don't think in the... Can you point to me in the Constitution where it says hunting? <laughs> Well, can you point to me in the Constitution where it says that you should have no, no, unlimited access to guns? Question, Joe. No, like you're fond is. of doing this when someone confronts you with something that shoots your argument in the hole, then you just turn around. I'm asking you, where does it say you can have a gun because you could go hunting? Nobody it has no unlimited access to guns. But what anyway, it does say is in a so well-regulated... you don't have to justify your ownership of a gun because Cindy. you're going to use it to hunt. You don't have to justify... Well, you know, any of that. The Constitution, what Cindy. It is, Cindy. Or I can't speak much gun lingo, so I'm Cindy, whether it's a handgun or a long <laughs> she's gun. She's not going to let me. Rifle. You're not going to let me have no, a say. The Constitution says in a well-regulated militia. So explain to me how having a gun in your home is part of being in a well-regulated militia. Joe and Mark laughs about this. I'm going to say this. There was a time in this country where many communities, this was back in colonial times, on a, uh, admittedly, you were actually required to have a gun in your home. Hey, that's my idea. You, <laughs> I, I'm saying, Mark, you say this laughingly. That actually was the law in colonial times right, so because you, you were expected to defend the community. And there, and how could you do that but for having a gun? Typically, I think, a rifle in those That days. was before we okay. had police departments or a standing army. And now we have those things, and has it solved our problems, Joe? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I but would it have to say no. So we, it, but and, it has eliminated... Uh, you know, I have to say, you know, well done to the police, because they responded as quickly as they could. They flooded that area. You know, for a small rural area, I was amazed to look at the video and see the policemen flooding that area. And, and I, if the story is true, it was a border agent who got there and saw this kid and took him out. And they obviously are reacting to what is now, if you will, the science of how they understand this, that you have to immediately go in and confront the perpetrator, and that the worst harm they do is in the first 10 minutes. So if you squander that time, this is when the horror happens, and I think this is another example of it. I hear the people who are so sarcastic and kind of snide in their comments about arming people in the building. Well, keep in mind that many people in our school systems, for example, are, uh, were, were in the military and became very well trained in how to use a weapon. 
condescending attitudes towards our neighbors when we don't know that what their abilities are is kind of foolish. I'd be cool with sitting next to Mark. He's obviously fired a firearm, has experience with the firearms. I'm sure he takes care of his firearms. I wouldn't have a moment's hesitation about sitting next to him. And, and I, he uh, had his weapon. Well, I, I, have, tell you. I have them. Hold on, Joe. There are, uh, Cindy, there are firearms in the school. There are individuals who secret them, keep them for protection in the schools. Well, and, and just recently there was a kid here around here that brought a gun into school. Thankfully, never used it. Right. I, you know, I think that the hardening the schools is the answer. And examining if now this young man had lived, trying to understand how he got to that point, and then trying to right. head off other individuals. we got to get another call going here. Thank you so much, Thanks, Cindy. Cindy. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, Cindy. 1-800-795-9565. I'm not going to make Eric wait through the break also. Go ahead, Eric. You're on the mark. You still there, buddy? Thank you for taking... Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, yep go ahead. Okay, thank you for taking my call. Uh, my heart's broken this morning. I'm actually calling you from Georgia. Down, I'm seeing my brand-new grandbaby down here. But because of this issue, I've not even listened to the program, obviously. Um, Cindy and anyone else out there who can today stand and still advocate that an 18-year-old should own an assault-style weapon... Two of them, actually. Gentlemen at themselves. Okay. Are you still with me, gentlemen? Yep, we're listening. Go right ahead. Okay, I, I apologize. Okay, it's hard. I'm, I'm in a rural area here in Georgia uh, trying to time to share. Cindy said, quote, yeah, that person showed up and shot that kid. Yeah, exactly right. 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, and I don't give a blankety-blank if you, you use the military, great. Those kids go into the military, they're trained, they are under the authority of, of adults. To allow an 18-year-old or older under the age of 21, I'd go beyond 21, but I, I'm, I'm a realist, okay? The fact that this country allows teenagers to purchase these types of weapons to the point where their brains aren't even developed. We know that the brains of 18-year-olds aren't fully developed. That's why we have so many 18, 19, 20-year-olds who are in these automobile accidents because they still can't fathom danger totally. Their brains aren't fully developed. And for us to allow, as a country, these kids to go out and buy these murder weapons. Now, I'm a gun owner. I've gone on, and I, I believe in the right to bear arms. And I have handguns, and I have long guns. I don't happen to own any any assault rifles, some of my neighbors do, but none of them are under 21. And to allow these kids who have, you know, all these problems and everything and still haven't figured life out, but he can go out and buy a, an assault rifle, and yeah, background checks don't work because an 18-year-old likely isn't known to the system, probably hasn't done a whole lot yet to be, be known to the system. And they, they can't fathom totally in what they're doing or if they have emotional issues, you know, it, it, it's, it's ludicrous. Cindy says to harden our schools. Hey, I show up at Seals Grove to pick up my grandson coming, coming out of that elementary school. And when I heard about this, I just pictured that being Seals Grove. This town in Texas is not that different from Seals Grove, folks. Harden the school, Cindy. Have you ever been there when the kids are streaming out of the schools and get on the buses? How in the hell do you harden that? A kid, someone could drive by on route, route, you know, on on Broad Street or up through there and let loose, 
and there's not a damn thing that any of us could do to defend that. You don't care how many weapons you have. What are you going to do? Put 10 foot walls around the schools every time the kids are out? No. The only way to deal with this is to deal with it. And our country has to wake up and realize that, hey, there are, there should be some limits. And so that limit, in my mind, is as a start, no one under age 21 can buy a semi automatic assault style weapon. Stan said a couple of days ago when I raised this issue, oh, you can use them to hunt in, in New York. Bull crap. You can't use an AK-47 to hunt anywhere. The only way you, you use an AK-47 is for self-defense. And it, who needs an AK-47 for self-defense? Let's be honest, people. Oh, the only way we're going to deal with this issue is to at least stop these under-21 kids who really don't know what life's about or, or their brains, again, aren't fully developed, and to keep them out of their hands. And it's time for our country to wake up and realize this. I am a fierce defender of the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. But back then, Cindy, yeah, everyone had a, had a gun. What yeah, should we do? Single you, shot, load from the muzzle musket. You can't you have one shot. What you, should you, we do, you, Eric? What should we do? You've we identified go. the fact that there are a lot of guns out there, but you haven't solved the problem. What's the solution? Okay, at least going forward, do, do we not have in this country a national law that you cannot own a handgun under age 21? No, I don't think we do, do we? Can't own a handgun under 21? I don't believe so. No, but maybe do. I don't know. Stan, <laughs> send me a note, uh, email, text us. Age 21. Okay, what else? You cannot own a handgun under 21. Okay, so that's a suggestion. Or what else? Okay. In the, in the United States of America, you cannot own an automatic weapon. Well, you can. you got to go through 100 background checks, though. So. Okay. Okay, it was very hard. But apparently in Texas, you can walk into a store as an 18-year-old and buy an AK-47 type of rifle. Right. Well, that's semi-automatic. You, you, are you talking automatic oh, okay. or semi-automatic? Oh, well, I'm talking semi-automatic. What I'm saying is you can't own an automatic. You can't just walk into a store and buy an automatic nope. anything. No. Right? Can't do so, that. So under age 21, we make a national law. You cannot ban the sale of, of semi-automatic under age 21 as a start. What's that do? Because deuce? we know not all of them, but a good number of these... Are these kids are the ones that kids are having? I mean, you know, it, it, it's 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 these teenagers. Okay, Eric. What happens to all the guns that are already out there? What do we do about them? Okay, okay, Joe. I know, but we got to start somewhere, don't we? I'm not saying start collecting them up. I'm saying at least from this step forward, let's take a first step, and then we'll look at where we're at. And the NRA is going to say, "Oh yeah, Eric. Yeah, you bleeding liberal. You know, you you know, <laughs> you just, just that's a first step toward taking away all our guns." Crap, and that's total crap. All right, we got you, Stan. Er, Eric, <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. Well, you managed to b cross our lines with respect to profanity several times during the course of your conversation. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> thank you, sir. I, I am nothing if not heartbroken, angered, and everything else as I'm sitting outside the new home of my grandbaby, or or thinking about my my grandson Owen, who I picked up from school just last week. And I just picture, as those kids are streaming out of that elementary school, those little lives that were lost. All right, we got you, Eric. Thank you so and much for watching. Right. you stand by and say, throw up our hands and say, this is a political issue, we can't do anything, then shame on our entire country. Shame on our entire country. Well, we haven't done it, as Mark points out, as he said somewhat facetiously, but not facetiously. Nothing will change. Well, what, what's it going to take, Joe? What's it going to take? I don't know. It, don't it, ask it, me. I'm it, in favor of doing something. Elementary school kids. Mm. So we tolerate uh, we tolerate teenagers shooting teenagers. We'd now have to we have, have quite like more. Hook, 
you know, you're shooting little kids. Well, look at Chicago. You know, what's look it going to take? Someone going into a hospital and shooting up a nursery? Look at Chicago. Every weekend, there are 10 or 12 people killed, some of them young people. You know, you have uh, you have people getting terribly incensed when a white person, a white police officer, shoots a black person. But you have black-on-black violence in major cities that doesn't seem to attract but as much attention. Can't we start somewhere? Can't we start somewhere, Joe? We need to start, every- the place to start. We need to start right. everywhere, we not go. somewhere. We need to find something that's going to take people who are that violent out of circulation and i don't know how we're going to do that we've shown time and again you cannot identify these kids oftentimes they're not in the system so at least we put a law in a place where they cannot legally get these firearms thank you sir so we have the shotgun he gets he shoots it up to uh, maybe two or three so they got 19 or 20 but if they get it illegally and they do this the deed as you call it what what has that gained us if so these, some of these kids, you know, that'll stop them because it's not that easy, okay? They don't get the idea, go out and buy a gun and do it, okay? And Stan's going to say, oh, yeah, we have a three-day waiting and whatever, okay? <laughs> Let's start somewhere. We there don't is have no, a three-day waiting Why, why should an 18-year-old have a assault-style <laughs> rifle? Why? All right. We got you. Thank you so much for calling in, sir. Thank you. Li- and you can listen online. You said you can't listen. Well, you can. Go to WKOK.com in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, even an elementary school child could listen live. Just click there. <laughs> Thank you for affirming my abilities. Or Thank tell, you. tell <laughs> Alexa, Thank you, tune in WKOK. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. Matter of fact, Alexa, tune in WKOK. There, uh, right. <laughs> there you go. Now 100 radios just turned on around the country. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We'll take more opinions. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Rob Center's over there on the other side of the glass. I hear his hard work making the bumper music perfectly balanced with the voices and making the callers ready to go. Uh, we got some emails and texts and a caller, so Joe, do your stuff. All right. The emailers, uh, we'll take one or two of those quickly, and then we'll get to our caller. Eric, being a gun owner of long guns and handguns in Pennsylvania, where did he get the notion we have a three-day waiting period? Hmm. Must have been talked about. <laughs> Well, we don't have a three-day waiting period. As you pointed out, we have one for marriages, but not for guns. EB says, your caller, Stan, is a perfect example of why we're still having so many mass shootings. All those dead children, his argument is, quote, we need to protect the guns, unquote. I got news for you, Stan. Children are more important than your stupid guns, and you should be grateful that you aren't the one mourning the senseless murder of a child today. 
And uh, let's see here. Is this one the long one? Yeah, this one's too long. So we're going to take Joseph. Joseph from Milton, you're on the mark this morning. Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Ah, uh, yes, this uh, is just horrendous. And I, I tell you, I really feel for those parents that uh, lost their children and their, their grandchildren, whatever. It, it's terrible. And uh, what Cindy was saying is true, and what the other guy was saying is true, too. But it goes deeper than that. When I was a teenager, I, co I could buy dynamite. I never thought one time of blowing up a school or killing somebody. Now, I did use it illegally. I blew fish out of the creek and fished with it. But I, the thought never entered my mind. Of, uh, and I owned guns when I was a teenager. The problem is there is no moral <laughs> uh, boundaries anymore. Uh, come on. Uh, it's just, uh, I went in a house, uh, a, a neighbor, and uh, him and his son, and this was back five years ago, I think, him and his son had these video games, and they were slaughtering people in the games. They were cutting them up with swords and blowing them up. And, and that kind of, of, of thing is what our children are, uh, see all the time, violence. Uh, terrible. You know yourself, back in the 50s and 60s, if, if a Lone Ranger shot somebody or something, he'd always shoot the gun out of their hand. He'd, he didn't blow them up. If he did shoot them, you didn't see blood and guts flying all over. Uh, there is just no uh, consciousness of violence anymore. And again, I'm, I'm going to go back to this. I was not a religious person. We would go to Sunday school, run when I was a Lutheran, but I had some morality and I had some respect for human life. Uh, in school, we would read the Bible, we would pray. That was taken out of the school, and hell comes in when you take the Almighty out, the devil comes in, and that is what has happened to this country, and we're reaping the fruits of that. There's no question in my mind. I mean, and I agree that these people are mental, they have mental problems, and they shouldn't. That guy shouldn't have been able to acquire that, that rifle. I understand that. Something has to be done, but again, it goes back to the teaching them some moral boundaries, you know what I mean? Well, you know, if you use the Lone Ranger as an example, he only ever killed one person, and that was Butch Cavendish, who was the yeah. guy responsible for massacring the other Rangers. But, you know, you're right. He had There was a moral compass in the TV programs back then. But there was also a naivete. For example, when um, the, the, you weren't allowed to show a husband and wife in the same bed. They had to be in separate right, beds. Right, exactly. You know, well, so, my goodness, you watch your commercials now. There's one on there that have, uh, obviously, it's two pairs of lesbians, and then they have a normal couple, and then they have a single woman. I don't know what kind of medicine they're advertising. And they're, they're just promoting this crap all the time, and, and they try to make it normal. And it's not normal. It's, it's abnormal. It's it's. it's Outrageous. But the way, we, the way we lived in the 50s wasn't normal either, Joseph. It wasn't the way people really behaved. It, it, life wasn't all leave it to beaver. <laughs> well, no, of course not. But it wasn't, it wasn't promoted. It, even when Clark Dable said, frankly, Scarlett, I don't give a damn, why, people went nuts. <laughs> but my goodness, look at the language you hear now oh, on, that's true. On, on these shows. You know what I mean? What should we do, Lan or what should we do, Joseph? <laughs> 
Well, it's too far gone. It, it really is. It really is. There, there's no coming back. Uh, if, if, when a country legalizes murdering unborn children, when it legalizes a man marrying a man, a, man, a woman marrying a woman, going outside the boundaries of, of the Almighty, that, that he created male and female, and for this cause, the man leave his father, mother, and cleave on to his wife. They, they try and uh, instrument something that he has not ordained and make a holy, something that is holy and set apart and sanctified in marriage and, and, and a terrible thing, a perverted thing. And, and everybody seems to accept it today. Back, uh, I know in the 50s and 60s, it was unacceptable. They were in the closet, and they should have been in the closet. They should keep in the closet. Keep the filth in there, you know? All right. We got Here you, Jason. we are. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We sold the wind, and we're reaping the whirlwind. A closet full of filth. There's an idea. All right. We got it. Pardon me? A closet full of filth. Well, yes, it was. All right, and we it got still you. Is. Thank you, sir. Thank okay. you, Joseph. Thanks for calling yeah. in. Thanks, Good to Joseph. hear from you again. Take care. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'll take more comers on the telephone. We got some emails and texts to read, so we'll get to those ASAP. But we have to hit the break. But we got a caller ready, and we'll take more comers. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Got a lot of callers expressing tragedy. Uh, some are just responding to my flip remark that we're not going to do anything anyway, so why waste the show on this? But we're talking about it anyway. Our good caller said it's a moral failing. Another one says maybe folks under 21 shouldn't have any guns and maybe even older. Uh, what about a red flag law, universal background checks, and even Joe's wound up today. So uh, maybe we will do something. Maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe everybody should have mandatory carry and that way we'll have less of this. one 800 795 Why don't we arm the students in the elementary schools and let them shoot back? Well, that might help. You never know. That's right. the well, logical extension of your proposition. Well, if they, if they go through the background check, the kids can have the gun. Rob Center, fabulous producer, push the button, makes the bumper music play, which means we're coming back into a segment. This is, uh, let's see, we got about 18 minutes left, 17 minutes left in the show, so call us now if you want to be on the radio, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. I'm not going to make Lance wait any longer. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Well, that's okay. I have the... Speakerphone on. Um, anyway, my sinus is cleared out, so I can call. Uh, do you think okay. that the human is worthless attitude engendered by Roe v. Wade has anything to do with all this? I think it does. Run, run that by me again. In other words, the human life is worthless. The attitude that is engendered by Roe v. Wade. Right? So you think abortion is causing the mass shootings in schools? No, he didn't say that. No, at all. it is the attitude that life is worthless. Well, Mark and I were discussing that off mic. Our caller, Joseph, made a point about the kids watching video games that involve shooting them up. And I said to Mark, I've been gone through the stores looking at video games, and they all seem to be, or most of the overwhelming majority, seem to be violent in nature. And they have warnings like movies, uh, uh, PG-13 and R-rated. They all involve shooting or swordsmanship? Most of them do, yeah, some kind of violence. Do you kill somebody in them? Mostly? I remember being appalled years ago when the back when you remember the space 
Spaceport was at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Mm -hmm. There was a game in there that my son liked playing where you run people over, and when you hit them and killed them with the car, a little cross popped up. Death Race 2000. Is that what it was called? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I think you can become desensitized to violence, but apparently most people don't think it's uh, harmful. Mark, on the other hand, argued off mic that maybe it's a good thing because it lets kids take their aggression out on a game rather than on people. But how's that working for us? <laughs> That's just an idea. I didn't say it was working. Not very well. Uh, but anyway, when you look at the uh, figures, school shootings since Columbine. I mean, this is just stuff I can get with a cell phone. And there have been like 554 deaths of school shootings. That includes, uh, I forget how many administrators and teachers and everything, right? And then when you look at it, during that time, 2,700 kids under 14 were killed because their parents were drinking and driving with them in the car. I mean, it seems kind of weird. And when you look at the uh, number of kids that were killed at school in mass shootings involving four or more deaths, it's like 145 in, well, in 20 years. We're talking 1999 till 1919. So uh, you think that well, they say, well, you like your guns more than your kid, more than kids. Well, don't you think maybe people like their alcohol a whole lot more than kids? I mean, and you think that pouring your alcohol away is going to do anything but plug up your septic system and kill billions of fish? I, I don't think so. Well, I mean, you're, you're arguing that alcohol and abortion may feed into this. Joseph's arguing that filth of uh, people who are not living to standard lifestyles and uh, violence uh, games are Moral adding to failings. it. Moral failings adding to it. You know, maybe they're all part of the issue, but I think basically we could all agree that these are mental health issues. Nobody in their right mind shoots up a school filled with children. That's my opinion. Um, and, and I think until we find some way to keep firearms out of the hands of people with mental aberrations, until we find some way while protecting their rights, we find uh, we're able to identify these people, maybe through their posts on social media, through contacts they have with law enforcement, or somehow we need to start reporting. I know that um, uh, my son does counseling. He is a mandatory reporter. He sees something that uh, looks difficult in terms of the way a child is being treated or dangerous. the way... Yeah, dangerous. He's manda mandated to report as are all, all school officials. But we need to all become mandatory reporters. We need to, what was that old adage, if you see something, say something. Maybe we've got to start taking that seriously. That's copyrighted by the New York subway system. Is it really? Yes, believe it or <laughs> Sorry. don't. Sorry. Well, thank you for giving them the proper credit. It's all good. <laughs> well, if you take like uh, 20 years ago, there are people that have been would, would have reporting me and a bunch of my friends as being very dangerous to society and probably turning us in. And uh, people who have it in for you make up things that you're doing. <laughs> the um, propensity for abuse with that really, really uh, looms large, doesn't it? 
Well, if you post on social media, I'm going to shoot up a school tomorrow afternoon, I don't think that that's somebody else, you know, uh, giving you a, a bad name. That's you giving you a bad name, and you should be stopped, and you should be questioned about that. If you threaten yeah. to kill the President of the United States, you're going to get a visit from the Secret Service. If you threaten to shoot up a school, what happens to you? Apparently not much. I agree, but what if you have a, you're a crazy old guy that has an old farm, and once in a while a whole bunch of camo-clad people show up at your place? Then what happens? Well, I think the reason that those camo-clad turkey hunters <laughs> people show up at your house are they wearing body armor? Are they carrying AK-47s? Oh, uh, yeah, AKs probably. Yeah, yeah, they had AKs, but uh, they weren't any, shooting anything but pop-up targets. All right. Well, yeah, but have they been threatening in any way? Have they posted things on social media? Have they threatened their wife or done something with a firearm or, you know, assaulted somebody? No, absolutely not. All right. Not. Well, then what are they going to have done to have triggered this law enforcement involvement that I'm talking about? I'm talking about people who actually do something overt and are identified either by law enforcement or by some mandatory reporter somewhere or some citizen. That, that they've done something that really is concerning. Well, it does. It starts down a slippery slope. It's like I said, we weren't doing anything but shooting at pop-up targets, but to some folks, they would definitely find that offensive. Right. Well, remember the domino theory in the Vietnam War. If we don't stop the war in Vietnam and keep them free, the whole East Asia will fall. That didn't happen. You know, the, it's easy to say, well, this is going to lead to horrible stuff. But what if it doesn't? What if it only has the desired effect and cuts down on the number of young people we lose to <laughs> senseless shootings? I can, uh, I can always think of the worst-case scenario of any gun law you wish to impose. All right, we got you, Lance. Thank you so much for your call. Very yeah, much thanks, appreciated, Lance. Take sir. care, buddy. You bet. 1-800-795-9565. we got one call coming in, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Well, I'll what's that I'll commercial get about? To the pubic hair and skin skin condition or something. <laughs> uh, making all these interesting products, uh, Dennis. You're on the mark from yeah. Sunbury. Yes. Good morning. That's sort of a hard act to follow. It after is a that hard commercial. act to follow. <laughs> Honest to God. Moving on. But I uh, I agree with Joe and Cindy. I think you're both on the mark about hardening the facilities. I, I think that's probably the smartest thing common sense thing to do you know 
if we spent forty billion to the Ukraine, and I'm not totally against that, is that we could spend a little bit of money on our schools. But you know, I grew up in Newtown, Connecticut, and I'm very familiar with the Sandy Hook School. I was in and out of that school, and a couple years before that uh, this happened, that they really secured that school. They got monitors, they got electronic doors, they had all kinds of sensors, sensors on windows, everything. But their weak heel, their Achilles heel, was they still had a glass front door, which he just blew the door out and stepped in. So, you know, they did everything they thought possible, and they spent a lot of money on it up there. And it was sad, really, when you think about it. There was their weak link. So, and talking about also jumping in what the people are talking about religiously and morally, you know, some of you might remember Archbishop Fulton Sheen. I guess he had a show in the 50s. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, my gosh. Yes, he did. Very popular. Yeah. And he's he's going to be beatified, or he is already in the church. But he wrote a wonderful book years ago. I wrote read it several times. It's called Peace of Soul. He said, basically, our mind is our soul. Our soul is our mind. How we are formed, how are we educated, how are we religiously taught some virtue and you know, the be good citizens is how we act. And, you know, so people who are talking about the religious aspect, they aren't too far off base, at least in my estimation. So I wanted to get that out there. All right. Well, well thank I you. think, the, you know, the morality is certainly something we all benefit from in society if it's taught to kids. And, you know, the question becomes whether it's the responsibility of the schools to teach it or the parents to teach it. But I agree with our caller, Joseph, you know, that if you don't have some moral value, you don't have some moral compass in your life, right. you are likely to be more prone to do this type of thing. Well, somebody more smart than me on the news last night said, Look, we asked God to step aside. We took down the commandments. We stopped praying in schools and stuff. So God stepped aside. So why are people out there saying, why is God allowing this to happen? You know, we figured it out. We know better than God after, you know, 2,000 years. So, you know, I, I get their point of view also. Whether it's right or wrong, I, I still understand it. So just right. want to get that out there. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate that. Uh, this is three texts in a sequence, and they go up, and they start with a highlighted one. Okay. E.B., you're wrong. Guns aren't the problem. Scum criminals are. I want zero kids killed anywhere, but you can't say the same with your support of abortion. Um, take all the guns from law-abiding citizens, and you become a subject under the thumb of an overreaching government. It may be okay with being subject a subject, but I'm not. All right. Then the rest are normal texts. Uh, when the shooters are known, the authorities... Uh, to the authorities and aren't stopped, that's a problem. Now, that's true. That is. But again, under what context are they known to the authorities? You know, is, does it warrant the fact that they are um, to be, have their guns confiscated? I mean, we do have civil rights in this country, and they... Right. they and what constitutes a run-in with law enforcement? Getting stopped for speeding? Is that a red flag? Raising? Well, if so, you have a gun in the front seat of your car and no logical reason for it, uh, no license for it, I wonder if there's a way to empirically study the red flag laws that are in place. Are they working? We know with the recent shooter, not the one yesterday, but the previous 
one, he had had several run-ins with law enforcement, and nobody flagged him. Well, what's what's wrong with universal background checks? What's wrong with red flag laws? I'm not really opposed to that. I don't think it will stop school shootings, but I'm not, a, you know, really opposed to that. Some say, well, it hurts law-abiding citizens. You know, I want to hand down a gun to my daughter or something. Some some people say it impedes that, but you know, some people say that would be part of the hardening of the nation. The idea that guns should be taken more seriously and that, you know, that it is a a seriously regulated thing, even in a greater way than it already is. Fortunately, nothing's going to happen, so I don't have to worry. But any event, uh, more texts and emails. But something should happen. We should do something serious. Hey, i got to tell you about a vehicle. Oh, I'm sorry. I was about to read more. You told me to read more, and now you told me to stop. Here are your choices. The base model the Big Bend model, which is sort of an over-the-road version, an Outer Banks version, that's probably the one I would get, and then there is the Badlands. What are these? These are the Bronco Sport, the smaller Bronco that's out right now. They have them at the Sunbury Motor Company, or they have one or two of them, and they come in slowly. The Badlands is the one with the lift kit already on. That's one of my favorites, but it probably wouldn't be perfect for going down the highway forever. So I'd probably get the Outer Banks. That's with the 28-inch tires and a normal suspension, a slightly longer wheelbase, so it doesn't jostle you all over the place. But you go down to the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com, tell them which of the Bronco sports you are interested in, and they'll make sure that they put you next in line. They do get occasionally, you do get some of the two-liter Broncos in these days, but you can get the bigger motor if you want to wait a little bit. But the Badlands, mm, 2.8 liter motor, 30-inch tires, R, R, Okay, there you go. R yourself. Yeah, that's the official uh, sales tagline for the uh, Bronco Badland. Yes, <laughs> and you know that's how they spelled it in the text. R R R. R R R yourself. Right. See you tomorrow. Thank you. It's a pirate's vehicle. They use vest, baby. Okay, SunburyMotors.com. More conversation about this tomorrow. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WDK. Okay, Sunbury WDK. Okay, News Time 10 a.m. Time for the Dan Patrick Show.